Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. I'm Michael. And I'm Leslie. And this is Long Story Short. Short. All right, Leslie, today, ultimate Pokemon survey. Yes, the best survey we have right now. Yes, it's the best survey that we've ever had. And it's based on the Pokemon franchise, which is a Japanese media franchise created by Satoshi Tajiri in 1995. Did you know that it started as a red and green game? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So a lot of us American fans know it from the red and blue games that came out on Game Boy. But in Japan, it was originally released as red and green. It's become the highest grossing media franchise of all time. The original video game series is the second best-selling series behind Mario. Oh, yes, yes. And it spawned successful video game anime television adaptions with over 20 seasons and 1,000 episodes. Wow. The franchise includes the world's top-selling toy brand, top-selling trade card game, films, books, mangas, music, merchandise, and even at a time had a theme park. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yes. And with all that, that means we have a lot to talk about in our survey. So let's just jump right into it. Yes, let's go. If you guys want to join along at home, we will put the questions up on the screen. If you want to comment about this, just go to Perry Library's Facebook page and we can talk a little bit about Pokemon. Yeah, we'd love to. It's a topic that we all really enjoy. Yes. So question one, you wake up on your 10th birthday, bags packed and ready to leave home on a mission to become a Pokemaster. Your local Pokemon professor offers you a starter Pokemon from any region. Which do you choose? So I would choose Chikorita. Chikorita. Chikorita is pretty great. Chikorita is from the Johto region. And Chikorita was technically my first Pokemon that I actually really cared about because I played the games a lot when I was younger. Yeah. But I also really love the plant Pokemon. So those are usually what the first ones I will go for. Yeah, Chikorita, it's almost like a brontosaurus Pokemon. Oh, it is. It's like a dinosaur too. Yes, which we talked about earlier too. Yeah. yeah. I think Chikorita is a, a good pick, but I feel like I'm going to go with Mudkip. You know, a water type starter from the Hoenn region. Is that how you pronounce it? I'll just say now that my pronunciations are going to be very off today. You know, feel free to go to our Facebook page and criticize me about that, but... <laughs> I really like Mudkip because it breathes underwater, has radar-like abilities because of its fins, and I really think that, like, Swampert is a really strong final evolution. Oh, yeah, I'll agree with that. And so I think starting with Mudkip would be a solid base for any future Pokemaster. Yes. I think we both picked some pretty good ones for our starters. Oh, yeah. So let's move on to question number two. Along with Pokemon, you also encounter many interesting characters on your quest. Name your favorite trainer, favorite professor, and most villainous organization you encounter. All right, let's do trainer first. What do you got? Okay, so mine, when we talked about it, is technically, I mean, I 100% am fighting right now for this one. So I picked James from Team Rocket because he is 100% a trainer at the end of the day. He really cares about his Pokemon, and he takes in those that need help. Like, he's constantly adopting new Pokemon, just taking them in, and he cares for them in a way that sometimes I feel like the other trainers don't. Wow. I didn't know you were a member of Team Rocket here. Yeah, secretly, yes. 100%. Well, I mean, okay, I'll give you James, but I'm going to go with a guy who I think's a little bit of a better character. Elio, he was originally from the Kanto region, but he's relocated to the Alola region. Oh, okay. Why I like him? Sweetest tank top in the game. 
Michael's all about fashion here, so that's it's right. important to him. That I really like his light blue tank top. I know he's worn other gear in different, you know, adaptions, but he got some pretty sweet tank, which I also would wear if I lived in the Alola region. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that totally leans more to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, who's our favorite professor we met? So mine's Elm. So as you'll see, like most of mine are going to come from the Johto region because that's my favorite. Okay. So Professor Elm was from the Johto region. Um, he's my favorite because he's just very forgetful. Like, he's just very focused on all of his research. Like, he does... That's what of... you're looking for in a Pokemon trainer is how forgetful they are? It's not a trainer. This is a professor. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's what I meant. That's what you're looking for in a, a professor, professor is how... Yes. He's just great. He's just, like, very absent-minded. So, I thought that was a pretty great thing. So, like, he, he is married. He has a child. But, like, he constantly is just so focused on his work that they have to constantly rein him back in. Okay. I'm going to go with Professor Sycamore. One character in the game actually describes him as an eccentric ladies man he's young he's hip he's cool sycamore for life sounds about right yeah all right what's the most villainous organization you encountered so i really like team plasma okay so like just the idea that there's this pokemon liberation group that exists that wants justice for pokemon is actually really fascinating to me because i know like growing up there's a lot of times when i would talk to people and they would say they didn't like pokemon was because the trainers are just capturing the Pokemon and forcing them to fight. Which, mm-hmm. if you actually understand the franchise, you understand that's not what all it's, it's about. But I just like that in Pokemon, they have this organization that's trying to fight for them too. Even though most of the time, their ideals aren't the best, or the way they go about it isn't the best way to go about it. It's just an interesting concept. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because there's a lot of philosophical arguments that can be made for whether the villains have good intentions and they just go about things the wrong way because I'm going to go with Team Aqua. Part of the thing with Team Aqua is they're looking to awaken Kyogre in the hopes of wiping out humanity. Now, that sounds terrible, right? Mm -hmm. But they want to return the planet to the Pokemon. Oh, okay. Now, they have a rivalry with Team Magma, and that's pretty interesting. But back to fashion... I just really like that they dress like pirates. I think that's cool. That's a big selling point right there, yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's go on to question number three. Pokemon come in all different shapes. Some small, some big, some fly, and some dig. What is your favorite Pokemon you encounter on your journeys? And just for fun, your least favorite too. So my favorite Pokemon is Ninetales. I really like Ninetales a lot. I love that it's a fox. That's like a fox psychic spirit Pokemon. Original or Alola? So I really love the original, the fire version of Ninetales. But I love that it has the two forms. That you using either the fire stone or the ice stone, you can get either either version. For my favorite, I picked Snorlax. I like him because he's a big boy. I just like (laughs) how he just like kind of like lays around, gets his sleep in. He always gets his uh, full eight hours every night. He just chills. But you know the thing is... He's tanky, you know? I mean, it's like you don't want to wake him up. You don't want to mess with him. Yeah, in the games, it was the worst when you encountered Snorlax because you had to wake him up to get him out of the way. Yeah. And it took forever. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm kind of like the Snorlax of Perry Library. Yes, he is. All right. So what's your least favorite Pokemon? Okay, we talked about this, and I know he's going to fight me on it. It's Lickitung. Boo. <laughs> like a tongue is just like, I don't even know. Like the fact that you have that long of a tongue and like just thinking of if this thing existed in our world running around, I don't know. It just. You're hating on another big boy normal <laughs> typing. He's like, I mean, if uh, there was relations, him and Snorlax would be pretty close, I feel like. It probably would, but Snorlax doesn't have like an eight foot tongue. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just no. <laughs> no. 
My least favorite is Lotad. I don't like his design, actually. Like, I don't have anything against the Pokemon himself. Inside the world, I have nothing against it. But as a enjoyer of the games, I just don't like the way they designed the Pokemon. I feel like it's too simplistic, and I also feel like it's just kind of odd, including his evolutions, I feel like, are just odd Pokemon. But just personal opinion. Everybody's entitled to that much. No yep. disrespect to the Lotad fans out there. Oh, no. No. All right, let's go on to question four. If you're lucky, you also encounter some legendary and mystical Pokemon. Which are your favorites? So, which is your favorite legendary? So, I'm going to pick Xerneas from X and Y. Um, okay. He's the deer type Pokemon. Yeah, he has he, his antlers. Oh, and, those antlers are the bomb. Yeah, and so when the when his antlers light up and they have colors, it's usually when he's bestowing eternal life on somebody, which uh-huh. is pretty cool because that's one of his abilities is he can share that his own eternal life with others. Wow. But usually that's something he's very cautious about. He doesn't just give it to anybody, but in the show, that's what uh, the Oregon Evil organization is just trying to get it from him. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. For Legendary, I'm going to go with Giratina, the Altered Form. This guy doesn't sound as nice as your Pokemon because it was banished for its violence. (laughs) And it silently gazed upon the old world from the distortion world. Wow. Yeah. Sounds pretty epic. I guess in my Legendaries, I want to be be feared. So I would take the the Giratina Altered. I mean, the other, the uh, Origin Form looks kind of like a ghost and that's pretty interesting. But I just kind of... Like the altered, it has kind of a dinosaur look like uh, some Pokemon do. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How about your favorite mythical? So I really like Victini. Victini's really cute. He looks like a little like hamster. Kind of reminds me of, he has like the V on the top of his head. That's who like a who else does he remind you of? He reminds me of other creatures as well, which we won't talk about today because this is a Pokemon program. Is there another franchise that copied Pokemon that might have a character that's like him? No, not at all. All right, so <laughs> Victini is known to bring victory to trainers who are their friends. So if you have them around, you probably will end up winning your battles, mm. which is actually a pretty good thing. Is that um, why he has a V on his head? Yes, for victory. Oh. So my favorite mythical Pokemon is Genesect. Specifically, I'm going to take him with a burn drive. So he was an ancient bug hunter that was revived from a fossil by Team Plasma and genetically enhanced. I think he's pretty cool, but really the reason I like him is I have a perfect IV one in Pokemon Go. And I've maxed him out almost all the way. And it's just really fun to have a mythical Pokemon that's so powerful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, It's interesting Team Plasma has come up so much for us today. Yeah. They uh, have been helpful to our program, but maybe not helpful to the world. No. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So, question five. Speaking of rare Pokemon, occasionally you encounter a Pokemon that seems discolored. Which (laughs) Shinymon... That's not a real term. Which shiny Pokemon is tops? So I really like Lilligant. There's another plant flower Pokemon, which I already said earlier, I really love the plant Pokemon. So it's really hard to find one I don't like. But I like that they added the pastel colors to the design. There's some like really light pinks and blues that were originally it was um, like a dark red and a dark blue that was in there the first time around. Okay. So it's just, it's more lovely look at at this point. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with a classic one. I feel like this is what comes to mind when a lot of people think of shinies. The black Charizard. 
I just really like the black color. Some shinies don't have the appeal that others do because they don't really look all that different from their base coloring. True. Yeah, there's someone we were looking it up. Like, there's some that looked almost identical. And I'm like, what is even different about this? Right. But the Charizard, the black Charizard is amazing looking. I mean, second for me is probably the red Gyarados, but I went with black Charizard. Yeah, black Charizard is pretty good. Yeah. Okay, let's go to question number six. Let's talk evolutions. List your favorite evolution, favorite middle evolution, and favorite final evolution. So we'll explain that a little bit more when we get to the other questions. But let's start with evolution, which is an EV, which has many forms that it can evolve into. Which is your favorite? So my favorite EV evolution is Espeon. Okay. I really like that um, Espeon is psychic. So it can see the future. And then to evolve it, you just have to have high enough friendship during the day. So you right. don't have to sit there and stress about finding a stone. Because playing the games, that always always really frustrated me. Because if you wanted to collect all of the EV evolutions, you had to sit there and find every stone yeah. to evolve them. And you couldn't use them on anything else. Like, all your other Pokemon were suffering because you wanted the EV evolutions. So with this one, EV was just really great because that's just during the day. You could just be like, okay, cool. Friendship's at a great level. It's during the daytime hours. You get an Espeon. Yeah, that is nice. I'm going to go with Sylveon. Basically because it's a fabulous fairy type, but it has that kind of ribbon look. Yeah, um, it has ribbons. Yeah, because it's both. I think it's the most recent of the evolutions also. I'm not 100% sure. We might have to fact I check that later. I think it is, though. But, I uh, it is. yeah, I think that's a real good addition. I wonder if they're going to end up doing an evolution with every typing eventually. I know a lot of people hope that they will. And online you can find a lot of fan art of people, what people hope like will be a dragon EV type and will yeah. be a rock EV type. And those all are really cool to look at, but we're hoping that like Pokemon will make it official one day. Okay, so next thing, middle evolution. So that means when there's at least three Pokemon in a like an evolution line, the favorite one that's in the middle of that evolution line. Yes. What'd you get? What'd you pick? So I think Swadloon. So Swadloon's like a little bug, but Swadloon is like this little yellow ball looking creature that has leaves over the top of its head. Looks like it's like covered itself in a blanket. Yeah. What does that remind you of? Yeah, it reminds me of me. I feel like it was like me sitting on the couch, like wrapped in a blanket, contemplating life. That's Swadloon. So it's like, I very much relate to Swadloon. <laughs> it's your uh, spirit Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> at, least in, at least in appearance. Yes. <laughs> So I went, now this is a little bit cheating, but I went with Pikachu. Now, I think some people are going to think like, hey, Pikachu, that's like kind of a starter, you know? Like, But he's actually the middle evolution because I think a lot of people forget about Pichu, which is the, mm -hmm. you know, the baby version of Pikachu. And obviously Raichu is the final evolution. Yes. So Pikachu is actually the middle evolution. And... Besides Snorlax, he's actually one of my favorite Pokemon, and I just felt like he would be my favorite middle evolution. I mean, it's valid. Pikachu is a, a valid middle one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about final evolution? This means the final thing in the evolution chain. Yes. So mine, in this case, is Houndoom. Okay. Because Houndoom is his final form. He looks like a Doberman. Yeah, Doberman Pinscher. Doberman Pinscher. He has horns and he has bones covering his body, which is pretty epic. And he also breathes fire, one of his moves. Also, in the shiny version, he's blue. Yeah, that's pretty epic. I went with Gyarados. Now, obviously, like, I could say, like, Snorlax, because he's already my favorite Pokemon. And he mm -hmm. gets, you know, evolved from Munchlax, and that's his final evolution. But here's why I said Gyarados. Is there any more amazing transformation 
than going from a Magikarp to a Gyarados. I mean, I think that's yeah. like the epitome of why evolutions are amazing is like you can go from a completely useless Pokemon that does have an amazing song that you can find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, he has no real talents or uses. And you can take him and you can go to a Gyarados, which is an amazing, attacking, vicious Pokemon. Yeah. I would I would agree with that, especially like if you watch it, um, like in the anime, you can see like sometimes people will be like, oh, it's just a magic carp, and it'll disappear underwater, and then it'll evolve, and then it'll come back up as a Gyarados, and everybody's like terrified because that is terrifying to have yes. it coming at you. Yes, nightmare fuel right there yep. for the uh, characters of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go on to question number seven. Part of being a great Pokey trainer is collecting data and gathering information. What is a fun fact? And not so fun fact, you've learned along the way. Let's start with fun facts. Okay, my fun fact is that Ditto is rumored to be a failed clone of the Pokemon Mew. That's interesting because Mewtwo is a successful clone of it is. Mew, right? Yeah, and just the just I guess it's just the thought process of these scientists in the Pokemon world have been trying to recreate Mew for years. Yeah. And that they had so many failed attempts, but then they, those failed attempts end up becoming a Pokemon that's actually really common in the world. Yeah. I think that's really fascinating to me. If true, interesting. If true, if true it's interesting. Yeah, it's just rumored, but it's an interesting concept. All right, I got a fun fact that kind of goes outside the game. It's that Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee got their names from Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, two favorite uh, martial artists. That's actually really clever. Or two really classic martial artists. Mm -hmm. And I think that's quite a tribute to both of them. Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> it, it works yeah. both ways. Pokemon is such a big franchise, so to have a Pokemon named after you, that's awesome. Yeah. To be named after these two amazing martial artists, that's pretty awesome for those Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Let's get a little dark. What's a not-so-fun <laughs> fact from the Pokemon world? So in the Pokedex, we end up finding some information, which is where I'm taking mine from now. So Cubone actually wears the skull of his deceased mother. Ooh. Its cries echo inside the skull and come out as a sad melody. Yes, that is not so fun. No, it's really sad, especially since like nobody has seen Cubone's face without the skull on top of it. So nobody really knows what Cubone looks like. All right, that's pretty dark. I'll try to one-up you. So in the uh, Japanese version of the Pearl Pokédex entry for Drifloon, it says that it specifically takes children to the world of the dead. And this is instead of, in the American English version, it just steals them away. So Drifloon is a Pokémon that is kind of like a balloon, and it just picks children up and kidnaps them or takes them to their death. That's pretty dark, yeah. So I think yours wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move forward and keep this a positive program. Yeah. All right, number eight. By now, you know all about Pokemon. Which is your preferred typing? What about your best dual typing? All right, what's your preferred typing? So my preferred typing is poison. Poison, okay. Poison's pretty great. Some examples of poison Pokemon are Bulbasaur, Ekans, Rosalia, and Quillfish. So no. a lot of the poison ones, when we looked it up, are usually they're going to be the plants or they're going to be the bug Pokemon. Yeah. Sometimes they are the snakes or reptiles. For my preferred typing, I'm going to pick fairy. Obviously, I listed Sylveon, but there's other great fairy Pokemon. Togepi, you know, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of great fairy type Pokemon. I prefer them because they're all like these like chunky boys. Like they're all just like these tanky Pokemon. You know, them 
as well as normal typing. They're just kind of like these big tanks. And did you know that fairy type wasn't even introduced until like later generations of the game? I did know that, yes. And so they had to like kind of retcon some of the information and change Pokemon to fairy type that had started off as other typings. Yeah. So what about dual typing? So dual typing I really like is fire and ghost. Fire and ghost. Okay, and so ghost. you went away from your poison typing. You went away from your plant typing. You I went, did. You went fire and ghost. I went fire and ghost. Yeah, I like a lot of the typing, so this was hard to narrow it down. Fire and ghost. When we looked it up to figure out which one matches the fire and ghost typing, it's actually the set of Pokemon, which is Litwick, Lampint, and Chandelure. Yeah. And they're actually pretty cool because they're ghost type that they look like candles and like a chandelier and... I just like the thought of that. Yeah, I'll get into Chandelure later. I, mm-hmm. I got a little uh, plan for him, I think. <laughs> I picked Fairy and Ghost. So I stuck with my fairy typing because I would just say it's like far and away my most favorite. I decided to throw in a ghost there because I thought that's kind of like a fun mix. And I wasn't sure there was going to even be a Pokemon that fit that dual typings. Because the funny thing is, is not every dual typing actually has a Pokemon associated with it at this point. Yeah. But there was one for Fairy and Ghost. And it's a fan favorite. I know a lot of people like it. Mimikyu. Oh, Mimikyu is pretty good. Yeah. Yes. uh, The Pokemon that wears like a sheet that looks like Pikachu. Yeah. Like like a a deranged like zombie Pikachu, basically. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to question number nine. You've now been all over the globe. You've battled near and far. What region was your favorite? My favorite region we talked about before is Johto. Yep. Because it's the first one that I've ever experienced, and I just really like it all around. All the Pokemon that are involved and just the the forest areas that are in the game and in the shows, I really enjoy it a lot. I'm going to pick Alola because it's based on Hawaii. There you go. And like I said... A lot of reasons to wear tank tops if you live in that region. So let's move on to question number 10. You've reached the Pokemon League Championship and you can select a party of Pokemon to defeat your opponent. Which six do you choose? All right. All You're right. up first. Yes. Start at the first one. Okay. So Haunter? Yeah. There's almost no need to explain Haunter <laughs> other than Gengar. Why would you not go with Gengar? He's the final evolution. I mean, Gengar's final evolution is great, but like, I just really like Haunter. He's just this huge ghost Pokemon. What about that big tongue of his? I know you hate the big tongue Pokemon. <laughs> but on Haunter, it works. On like a tongue, it does not. <laughs> so yes, Haunter all the way. All right. Who was your second one? Greninja. Doesn't he have a long tongue too? <laughs> he does. Okay, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I think we have a fraud amongst us. We have a true Licky Tongue look, fan. Look, Licky Tongue is not my favorite. It's okay. <laughs> That's not the only reason okay. why I don't like Licky Tongue. What was the next Pokemon here? Because if we get another Tongue Pokemon, I'm going to be real confused. Um, no, next one's Umbreon, which is one of the EV evolutions. That's so, true. That's the one that if you evolve it at nighttime. Yes. So it's the opposite of Espeon. It would be the night one that you evolve at night. And then you get Umbreon. Yeah. Okay. How about your next one? Esper, which is a psychic cat Pokemon. If you were to see an Esper, like, in a dark hallway, you probably wouldn't want to go pet it. You'd probably run or run away. Yeah, that one might be (laughs) more scary than dangerous. Your next one? Aurorus. Aurorus, okay. Yeah, Aurorus is a giant dinosaur Pokemon, which is one that actually went extinct, but then they actually brought it back. Okay. So it's pretty tall. It's eight foot tall. It's actually really pretty. The scientists of the Pokemon world do a lot of bringing things back from the dead. Unlike Jurassic Park, it actually works. Yeah. 
And what was your last Pokemon? Mimikyu. So we talked about Mimikyu yeah. earlier, and I just really like the thought that there's this little Pokemon that just is too scary to be on its own. All right, I'm going to give my six. Like you, I didn't pick any legendary Pokemon or mythical Pokemon. I felt yeah, like no. that was cheating for this final battle. Because those people don't really have them in final battles, for honest. Like, you could, but, like, it's rare. Here's the other thing I did. I didn't pick any from the same generation. That was just a personal choice. It doesn't really have any strategic value. But what strategic value I did throw in here was I made sure to do lots of different typings so that I was covered in a lot of ways. So, from Gen 1, I took Ditto. Now, he's okay. a normal type Pokemon. We talked about him a little bit earlier. I just like that he can clone the person that he's fighting against yeah. and use their moves against them. I just think that that would throw a monkey wrench into anybody's plans because of his versatility in a lot of different ways. Yeah. From Gen 2... I took Tyranitar, which, I mean, is just one of the most vicious of all Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Looks a lot like Godzilla, obviously. Mm -hmm. Rock and dark typing with him. From Gen 3, I took Metagross. Steel and Psychic. He kind of looks like Robot Spider. Very weird looking Pokemon, but very tough. From Gen 4, I took Togekiss. Togekiss. I love Togekiss. That's a good one, yeah. How can you not love Togekiss? This one being fairy and flying. A lot of these like charm moves and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they hit really hard. It's yeah. surprising how vicious the fairy types can really be. Uh, as we discussed earlier, Gen 5, Chandelure, Ghost and Fire type. Yep. I mostly took that one because I liked the typing. Obviously, you do too. Yes. I think it's also a strong Pokemon. It is funny that it's based on like an object. Oh, yeah, they have several Pokemon that are based on objects. Right. But this one for sure is, is just a really great one. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, Gudra. It's a dragon-type Pokemon. I just think it looks really cool. Yeah, that's a good reason right there. Yeah. Yeah, like, because honestly, like, we were talking about it earlier. Like, why would we choose? Like, a lot of mine aren't necessarily the final forms. They're not the strongest. But I actually just like the way they look. <laughs> and I think that's fine. <laughs> Whose team do you think would win? Obviously mine, right? Well, I think mine would win. Go to our Facebook page. Vote Michael or Leslie. But obviously Michael. Tell us what you think. The bonus round. Yes. These last questions... We're going to do them speed round style. So we'll give our answer and then you have three words to explain why you picked that answer. Okay. Question 11. Which is your favorite game? Gold. Jodo is best. I say Pokemon Go. Fun in Portland. Number 12. Which is your most wanted Poke card? Swadaloon. Tiny blanket cute. All right, I'm going to go with the 1999 first edition mint Charizard hologram card. Worth mega money. Everybody wants that. Like <laughs> hey, this is the speed round. <laughs> Question 13. Which is your favorite TV or film adaption? Pokemon 3, Spell of the Unknown. Entei is best. I'll go with Pokemon the first movie. Had video cassette. If anybody can even remember what those are anymore. All right, question 14. Which is your favorite Reader. Pokemon, Team Rocket to the rescue. Love those guys. <laughs> I knew she was Team Rocket. I'll go with Pokemon, go Poplio. Poplio on cover. <laughs> All right, question 15. Which is your favorite reference guide? Pokemon, Classic Collector's Handbook, Official Guide to the First 151 Pokemon. My whole childhood. I'll go with Official Guide to Legendary and Mythical Pokemon. Strongest Pokemon, bro. All right, question 16. Which is your favorite chapter book? 
Pokemon, Alolan Academy. Pikachu looks happy. I'll go with Pokemon, the four star challenge. Ride the Lapras. All right, last one. 17, which is your favorite graphic novel? Pokemon XY, Xerneas is so classy. Oh, it is a classy one, isn't he? I'll go with Pokemon Adventures, volume one. Available on Overdrive. Yeah, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 